fucking alcoholic shits i just had <laughs> it was just bad this is fucking terrible okay. that's one of the best things about being sober is i don't shit my pants anymore dude I... <laughs> well, I mean last time i shit my pants i was dead sober so yeah I, I, it could go either way i guess i don't know yeah and this is why your parents are disappointed in you <laughs> i'm dude that i'm joking strong. i'm joking <laughs> jesus christ well, tell us about the alcohol shits. Why Dude, it so, so it was like multicolored. Was it, like it, it, it looked oh, like a multicolored, it, like green. Dude, no, no, no. It was like marble cake. It was a uh... <laughs> right. It, it was like <laughs> it was like fucking sand and brown and a little bit of black in there. I was just like, Jesus Christ, what is this a mm. Neapolitan shit? What the fuck is going on <laughs> over here? <laughs> yeah. You had a Neapolitan. What's up? Yeah, wife looked at me with like the fucking. She wanted to murder me. Like, mm-hmm. oh wow. And she's like, you're gonna. Oh, were you, were you both in the bathroom at the same time? Oh no no oh no we, dude. I've never, I've never heard her fart. And wow. I've asked for her to fart just just to get it just to break the ice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah yeah, yeah yeah. But she says, oh, I fart around you all the time. You just never hear it. And she's like, oh, son of deadly. No, but yeah. and, but bro, let me tell you something. Like, holy shit, women's shit somehow smell worse than men's, in my opinion. I've they there's just more sulfur in their body. I mean, it's all shit. It all it all smells horrible. There's more. They they they're straight. They're from hell. Does it really matter? No, it, they're fucking all, dude. The worst shit. Fucking. It was this one where I was in California and I was in uh, Twenty Nine Palms. And this shit literally, like, I felt the shit particles go up my nose. And I was just like, <laughs> like, I, is this, it that thick? It, was, it smelled like an ass cloud just hit my face. And you ever, nice. you ever, you ever walk into like a, a cloud of gnats, the little flies? Yeah. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It's literally like that fucking shoved in my nose. I was like, what the fuck, man? Ah! And I was just like, ah, ah! like, I had a panic attack. Like, oh, God, I got to get out. I got to get out. It was just fuck. It's just bad. It was just bad, and I could I breathe, and that's why I had like a, a sore throat the next day. Like it fucking, nice. I breathe that shit. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm done. Thanks, Jomo. Thanks for that. I'm done. All right. I got a fuck Mary kill. If you guys want to fuck around with this mm-hmm. one, these are yeah, all ooh. actresses from Western Massachusetts. <clears throat> ooh, I won't know a fucking one of them then. Uh, you you might know one, maybe two. All right. So Elizabeth Banks. Oh yeah. Okay. So if you don't know Elizabeth Banks, um, you can look her up. She was in Zack and Mary made a porno, uh, make a porno. She was in a few other movies, but she's not really relevant anymore. Um, but I she... saw her in um the Walk of Shame recently. Movie is uh pretty bad. Okay. But yeah, she's pretty nice. much the only. She's pretty much like the only person in the movie. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other people who are there for like a minute, and that's why it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Elizabeth Banks, um, you this is this is an obscure one, Chloe Sevigny. Mm-hmm. Now she oh, was in up. the movie Kids. She's the one who contracted HIV. Chloe, what? Chloe Sevigny. She's very very weird. Um, she also, if you if you haven't seen this movie, you probably never have. It's a movie called Brown Bunny. And she basically on screen gives the director, um, I think his name is Mike or James Gallo, a blowjob, like for real. Like this, she puts penis in mouth and moves her head back and forth. And she looked like she was, she looked like she gets some good blowjays. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yo, this chick has uh, her titties on display. Look at this. Who? I'm pasting it right now. It's all in right. the kill switch. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, all right. Okay, hold on. I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't seen it. All right, hold on, hold on. Uh, I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Oh, dude, she look. Yeah, she look. Her face is tough to look at. All right. Um, and then there's Uma Thurman. So if you don't, oh, know, yeah, yeah, I um, definitely know who Uma Thurman is. Yeah. It, so Uma. So this is a tough choice. Um, I'm gonna. Leave, tough, yeah. I'm gonna leave money out of this this time. I don't think money has any relevance. They're all mediocre actresses. Um, or, you know, they, they vary in certain degrees. 
Um, <clears throat> from the guest, uh, Mr. Harley Baker, what do you think? Oh, God, here we go then. Um, so I've got to say straight off the bat, kill Chloe Savigny. I don't know who the fuck she is, so she can, you know, be six foot under if she wants to. Um, <laughs> that's savage of me, I know. <laughs> Oops. Um, hmm. I'd say fuck Elizabeth Banks and marry Uma Thurman. Oh, okay. Although I'd be a bit scared because of Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Pulp Fiction. Okay. I'll go she next. Might, um, might good, be good good. In the I'll go next. Um, I'm, I'm going to kill Chloe Savigny, and it's not because I hate her. I actually liked kids a lot, or that movie traumatized me. Uh, her character traumatized me. Um, I would uh, put her out of, uh, you know, I'd put her to sleep in her sleep so she doesn't have to suffer anymore. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, mercy killing. Um, Elizabeth Banks, I'm going to marry. I, I really loved Zack and Miriam make a porno. I, I I could feel myself falling in love with her. I could, uh, yeah, so we're going to go happily ever after. Uma Thurman, I like also. Uh, J- Jack and I saw Kill Bill in theaters and... Uh, yeah, I, I would I would happily have sex with her, uh, so that's that's my choice. Definitely. Okay. Zach and Mary, I watched it recently, and it really is hilarious. It's great. It's way funnier than I remember it being. Dude, I, Jason loved Reeves it. Made that fucking movie, man. That's yeah, uh, Justin Long was the best part of that movie. The gay porn star, <laughs> Brandon. He was Randy. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All male cast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to be your Sherpa up the mountain of gayness. <laughs> He, he needed an Academy Award for that role. Oh, for, yes. sure. Uh, for sure. He needed a, uh, not a Razzie, but at least something. He needs some sort of recognition. All right. So yeah, well, Razzie means you sucked ass, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You deserve a Razzie yeah. for this show. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm marrying Elizabeth Banks. She's, yeah, you easily fall in love with her. Here's the thing. Chloe, when I'm looking at the pictures of this lady, this lady comes to fuck. I'm banging her. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because I, I like Uma Thurman, but there's only three options. So she got to go. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so that that's that's the way I'm rolling with it. Okay. Well, if I'm gonna fuck anyone, it's gonna be Chloe Sevigny. I've seen her give a blowjob on screen. That means she's gonna give double the effort in real life, and <laughs> so she's gonna do really is that, well. Is that how it works, or is it half? Um, she's gonna give fuck. She over time, she'll she'll stop giving effort, but. We're, oh okay. Right. Oh yeah. Anyway, we're gonna, gonna move. Like honeymoon phase, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry Uma Thurman, and I'm gonna, no, 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 no. I'm gonna marry Elizabeth Banks because I don't like her. Here's why: she's annoying as fuck in real life, and she's, she's just too, she's too much. She and she's got a big ass fucking head. So I want to ruin her life slowly, you know. And I want her mm-hmm. to re- regret me. And and right. we're only staying for the kids. I want that type of relationship. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> and and I'm gonna kill Uma Thurman. Here's why. I want to recreate uh, Kill Bill, and I, mm-hmm. I want her to do the try to do the five point punch. And I'm gonna give her the old uppercut. All right. So yep. that's it. All right. It is. So we're back. We're gonna start off with fucking introductions. All right. His self revolution is teaching men how to masturbate. Mister Rob Fortune Rob. Hey, I'm Rob, and you are Jomo. I'm Jomo. Leave all questionable powders in plain sight. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, he refuses to break the silence about Epstein Island, Mr. Jack Falcon. Jack, how are you? Ooh, oh, my God. So crisp. Ooh, Ooh that crisp. was crispy. Very hot. I hope hot. you like the out. So. Very, very hot, Daddy. Very hot. Very hot. That's disgusting. Hello. Hello. Mm, good to hear from you. Good to good to feel you guys. I feel you deep inside. All right. This man believes all we have is tea and crumpets. Mr. Harley Baker. Harley. Thank you for having me back and, you know, tea and crumpets. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. What I would say is don't do drugs, kids, or don't drink alcohol. Otherwise, you'll end up like Jomo. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, you'll end up like Jomo. Yeah, you don't want to end up like me. I'm, a, I'm a fucking... I, you know what? I should have been fucking aborted, but whatever. We're going to move Same. on. Same. Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, there's no arguments here. I, you know, I, could, I think sometimes when I go back home to visit family and I see my mom, I think like she's like thinking in the back of my head, like, ugh, this is the, the worst child. The worst fucking child. What, what did I do, God, to deserve this? <laughs> Goddamn. Reminds me of the mom from um, Arrested Development. I don't pick favorites. I don't like Job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yo, so the mom from that show is amazing. I gotta, I gotta ask you this: What the fuck is up with? I, I've been watching Kill Switch all week. Uh, I've been listening to them on my ride to work and back home. What is with Howard Jones and that bullhorn microphone effect during the shows? Like it's it's throughout the majority. If you saw the set this world ablaze DVD, yeah. Um, what is with that? I, I don't. I was good. I was gonna watch it this morning. I didn't get around to it, so I, I don't have an answer to your question. He and he doesn't just use it just at that show. He used it pretty much throughout his you know his touring effort uh, when he was mm. with the band. So I didn't. I, that's that's one thing that kind of made my dick a little soft and recede back into my body from whence it came. Was it for effect, or was it because of an injury, or do you know? I think it's for effect, man. I don't think it was because of injury. Uh, Howard is actually um, a great vocalist. He has great like a great diaphragm he knows how to project his voice very well and doesn't strain out as much as jesse is jesse jesse obviously didn't have any legitimate training till later and that that's that's a that's a key thing you know you you could be a great natural singer but of course over time you're gonna strain your voice and you need a good coach and Mm. and you need someone to train you just like you guys like ever i think everyone here has had music lessons before so um uh I think it was just for effect, but it kind of threw me off because I, I'd understand it for one or two songs where it, it it was captured, but pretty much throughout a set list, it's kind of annoying. That's just that's just my take. Anyway, so I I owned that DVD, and then somebody asked me to borrow it, and I lent it to him, and then they moved like two days later and just took it with them. Jesus, yeah, we're gonna put a bounty on that motherfucker's head. I don't know who it was, but I remember him. <laughs> no, nice. who it was, but I remember the nice. It, it wasn't me. I'll tell you that. It wasn't Jomo. Right. Um, so before we start, I want to show you guys this. Um, what do you guys know about NASCAR? Anything? Fucking not much. NASCAR. It's right. second to Formula One. Okay. Right. Let me, if, let if, me... you, if you fucking say so, then sure. So, found this interesting. Ooh, nice. Uh, Tyler Reddick got behind the wheel of the Kill Switch Engage themed Camaro for the opening race of the 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs at the Richmond uh, Raceway. Following the success of Reddick's Megadeth-themed paint uh, scheme at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So this guy's rocking uh, some metal artists on the uh, hood of his car. I like it. Okay, I like it. Very nice. Very nice. I like how much. (laughs) I like Kills. I love Kills, which is fucking that that uh that skull fucking um logo yeah, the one from uh daylight dies yeah yeah it is so fucking badass that and it is. I, like I think it. mike d'antoni he's the one had, who does most of the principal artwork for fucking um uh yeah i'll, I'll be talking about that in one of in one all of right the all right sorry sorry let, let me go back from whence i came which is the hell no <laughs> So, as always, uh, the stuff that I discuss here in these blurbs and everything, all this information comes from Wikipedia. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I didn't go and scour articles and stuff. I'm just pulling the stuff from there. Yeah, very reliable and reputable source. Thank you. Nice. Got him. Uh, So, Killswitch Engage had a self-titled album in 2000, which we won't be talking about today. Uh, And then uh, we're going to be talking about the (coughs) album following it, Alive or Just Breathing. Are we ready to start this? Is everyone good? Fuck yeah, I'm daddy. Ready. Fuck yeah. I'm wet. Right, right, I'm right. really wet right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alive or Just Breathing is a 12-track record released in 2002, coming in just under 45 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, the final to feature vocalist Jesse Leach until 2013's Disarm the Descent, and the final to feature Adam D on drums. Uh, three songs were re-recorded from their debut self-titled, self-titled album, Temple from the Within, A Vide Infra, and uh, In the Unblind. Because of the time... Uh, because at the time the band was unsure how many people would ever hear them due to their previous record being released through a small label. Uh, the ab- album title comes from the song Just Barely Breathing, and the artwork was created by bassist Mike D after Killswitch Engage had a written in their contract with Roadrunner Records that he would produce all of the band's artwork. Uh, singles from this album, Self-Revo- Self-Revolution, uh, My Last Serenade, and The Element of One. Jomo, what do you think about this record? I just want to remind you about that fucking insane trip that we took to upstate new york to go see them how i drove yeah. in the fucking snow and we almost died um literally that what they played this fucking whole album um alive or just breathing like almost front to back and yeah. no they probably did if they played a lot of it because that was probably in 2012 it, when they did the 10 year anniversary yes it was dude just the opening like number days, fuck it. Is everything is so fucking heavy on this man? Self Revolution, no, no. fucking amazing goddamn song. This album is what made Killswitch who they are. Um, I, I appreciate the variety, honestly, in 
in uh, the guitar tones, in the drumming, the bass. Um, but I feel like during this album, Jesse Leach had a very limited range. And you could, it, it wasn't just a recording quality or live. You could definitely tell like he was just trying to find himself in his range. My fucking top song will always be My Last Serenade. Like, just his his range, you could feel his fucking emotion. Even the lyrics. Pull up the fucking lyrics while I'm, while I'm talking about this shit, if you don't mind. And, I'll get and, and If you can. But fucking, goddamn, My Last Serenade. It, it, I remember being in the fucking mosh pit getting tossed around. And I couldn't feel any pain at all. It just felt just, it was just this fucking intense feeling. And there wasn't guys who were slam dancing or punching each other. It was dude, bros just fucking pushing. There were some elbows being thrown. There was, you're getting tossed around. But that fucking song, it was like, it was such a cathartic release to just fucking put like so much stress that I had in, in throughout the years and put it into the pit and listen to fucking Jesse Leach belt fucking goddamn serious fucking tones i mean yep. he was putting his heart and fucking soul in, in, into this album um adam d literally i've never seen this guy sad at all he has to be one of the greatest producers one of the greatest guitarists he he's well-rounded i mean for fuck's sake the guy played uh drums on this album and the previous album and, and it's just yep. super fucking talented he is literally the brain work a fucking Killswitch Engage, man. The guy is a fucking, uh, just a straight savage. And you can hear it. There's a variety of tones. It's not just, I love the incorporation to that sound of like metalcore. And without taking up too much, I'm, I'm going to end it pretty soon on my part. But my, like the tones in this fucking, this album are insane. And the fusion of metal, hardcore, the breakdowns of hardcore, the, the melodic parts of fucking metal, man. This, this band gave... Westfield, Connecticut, Westfield, Connecticut, Westfield, Massachusetts, it's, uh, it's existence back. Cause that, that's a place that God forgot about. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, yeah, I was reading online that pretty much they were saying when they, when you look at this record, uh, Mike D wrote a lot of the, <clears throat> the hardcore parts of it. Uh, Joel wrote a lot of like the thrash metally parts. And then, uh, Adam D, uh, wrote a lot of the like chorusy part so like you have three different people who are writing three different things who kind of have three different backgrounds and putting it together and, and making this album i saw this i saw them uh play twice on this tour i went with you to new york and then i saw them play in um northampton or somewhere over there um this is one of my favorite albums of all time without a doubt it's fucking amazing it blows my mind i haven't listened to this album in a while and going back and listening to it all week with the the four of these there's so many riffs riffs after riffs after riffs and they're fucking all bangers there's so many good choruses on this album the recording quality is fantastic uh the mixing is great uh oh there's pinch harmonics all over the place so zach wilde used to do those like really loud pinch harmonics i mean he probably still does yeah like in the 80s and 90s and kill switch uh was doing that and i swear people do it all the time now and i swear that they're the ones who like brought it back and and made it to where like everybody does it it's hilarious uh and i know like they would do it like in a joking way like back and forth while they were playing to like see who could do it in like the most ridiculous spot or the loudest or whatever and it's so good and you hear it all the time that it's it's great so are you um, talking about the squeal like that squeal yeah the squeal yeah yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay pinch yeah. that you know i'm not a guitarist so definitely okay now i know what it what it is yeah, yeah, they, or the squeal, yeah. Um, but yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah, this album is a banger. The first song I've ever heard by this band ever uh, was My Last Serenade. And uh, it's a classic song. Uh, there's a, a, a riff in the pre-chorus that's one of my favorite uh, on the album. But yeah, it's 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 classic. It's it's a really, really good album. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this record? Um, yeah, so f first I wanted to talk about Aftershock. Uh, so a couple of these guys were in Aftershock, and my brother was in Aftershock too. So I have really good memories of Aftershock. Um, yeah, they, uh, you can you can listen to propaganda on YouTube. Uh, okay, that's enough about that. Another <laughs> thing about this week, um, in 2005, I was in a metalcore band called Within the Ruins, and uh, so I, when I was listening to Killswitch, I had a lot of memories of that part of my life. Like we used to play Fixation on the Darkness at at, at practices. Uh, yeah, we we listened to a lot of a lot of Killswitch, and I think if I think in I think in my hometown, uh, "Alive or Just Breathing" has to be the most popular uh, Killswitch album because, like, I feel like every, like a lot of people loved this album, blasted in their car all the time, and it came out when you know our group was uh, I don't know 19 or something like that. So it was no wait 2002, so we were like 17. 
Uh, so that's like an important age to get into music. So uh, yeah, we, we listen to this a lot. We we uh, and I yeah I do think this is the the like the out of the four it's probably the heaviest. As in it it, it focuses on the low note, a lot of uh, heavy palm mutes on on low notes. So yeah, I don't I don't know whether this one's my favorite or not, but uh, yeah, fucking thumbs up from me, and that's all I have to say. Okay, Hayden, what do you think of this record? Oh, if I can unmute myself, that'd be great. Um, so I. <laughs> This was probably the, 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 the first time I properly listened to, you know, Killswitch Engage, Kill Switch Engage in general. Um, obviously, last week I said my grandfather got me into this sort of music. So it was nice to, you know, pick up a new band and sort of go from there, really. Um, all I can say is I was, um, whilst I was driving around in my van throughout the week, I was non-stop headbanging to this album. Nice. Um, I I agree with with Jomo with the my last serenade sort of bit. It does have a lot of meaning, and I think that the whole album definitely has a lot of meaning and sort of what they were experiencing at the time. I think to be fair as well is one one song that got me as well is Rise Insiders. Um, what I liked about it is obviously midway through the song they they started it off slow, and then you could just see that they were up in the tempo ever so slightly, ever so slightly until it went into that you know the heavy riffing and fast, quick, everyone punched themselves silly sort of vibe. But yeah, um, top album, um, and I did really enjoy listening to it. Nice. Yeah, uh, this album's classic. Um, I was underlining my favorites on here when I was going through it this morning, and then I just was like underlining all of them. So that's, yeah. I, I think every song on here is great. Fixation on the Darkness is awesome. Uh, this part towards the end, they will not hold us down. It's time for change. Fucking great. One of my favorite parts. There's a lot of like really, really awesome riffs on this album. Number Days starts out great. I was just thinking that um, I want to I wanna hear it where he's, it starts with the time approaches instead. There's like three seconds of music and then he says the time approaches and then it goes into more music uh, i want to hear it i want to listen to it without that three seconds in the beginning uh hear what it sounds like to open the album a great opener my last serenade classic life to lifeless has one of my favorite riffs uh the the verse riff is amazing uh, uh just barely breathing is another one that's great heavy guitars great chorus uh one of the best on the album uh to the sons of man uh it's like a two minute song it's almost Reminds me of a punk song. It's really fast. Uh, drums are great, uh, great in it. Uh, guitars are really heavy. Uh, so they have a song on here, uh, which is uh, without a name. It's this nice solo guitar piece. And it happens a bit too far into the album, I think, because uh, it slows the things down. They do this instead of having one, like, two or three minute piece or however long the song is. Um, they, uh, they do it. They kind of split it up and <clears throat> do it on two different points of the album for the end of Heartache which is nice and it kind of breaks everything down and it gives you some breathing room and all that kind of stuff and some dynamics. Uh, I think this is just a little too far to the end. Maybe they tried to put it in between and it didn't make sense, but it's definitely one of my favorite parts of the record and it's, it's nice. It slows things down and then it rolls right into the last song, which was Rise Inside, which Hayden had just talked about. Uh, Temple from the Within is fucking great. Just, I can't, I can't get it across how much I love this album. <clears throat> it's fucking bomb. Beginning to end. It has a lot of personality, <clears throat> a lot of character. It's just great. Catchy riffs all over the place. Fucking pinch harmonics, great choruses, banger choruses all over the place. It's just a great album. Ten out of ten. Beautiful record. Jomo, did you want to uh, talk about my last serenade lyrics, or did you just say that and then don't care? Dude, please fucking, please read them. Please fucking okay, read, read them because it's, it's just so fucking dark. So, well, yeah, well, he's a more, you know, positive singer, but uh, this revelation is the death of ignorance, tangled in the state of suffocation, slave to self-righteousness, damnation is on your lips, from sorrow to serenity, the truth is absolution, from sorrow to serenity, it's on your head, this is my last serenade, I feel you as you fall away, this is my last serenade from you, from yourself, you can't run away, uh, it's your choice, point the finger, but it's on your head, your destination is a choice within yourself, uh, will you rise or become a slave to self-righteousness, open up your heart and gaze within. Fucking... Oh, god damn, dude! The the yeah. shit the shit is so fucking profound, bro. Like, yeah. ah, man, it it was a shame because you know moving into the next album, this guy, you know, left it uh, on tour. This dude left yeah. on tour, which was sad, and he was going through shit. You know, people people depart for their their myriad of reasons, but maybe maybe you could segue into that, man. 
Yeah, we're just going to read a couple YouTube comments and we'll move over. I fucking hate YouTube. <clears throat> First person, my two favorite metalcore albums are this <clears throat> and All That Remains, The Fall of Ideals. I don't know that album. All, all uh, That Remains is fucking not that great. <laughs> they're, they're not that great. Next person says, now this is when metalcore was actually metalcore. Next person, I don't care what anyone says, this is one of the most influential metal albums of the 21st century. Uh, I remember searching heavy fucking shit on Napster in 2002, and this is what I found. 19 years later, it still speaks. And then last person says, that outro in Just Barely Breathing is probably the best outro I've heard in a song. It is good. It is great. The intro to the song is great, too. Very big. It's very nice. It is. Yeah. Um, is there anything anyone else would like to say about this album? No. No. No doubt. Okay. All right. All right. Give me one second. Give me one second. Just dropping some artwork. Give me one second. Bro. Okay. I just, I, there's a Bye. rumble in my stomach and I'm about You to need to go shit? No, 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 no. But yeah. there's going to be a hate crime committed later. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the End of Heartache is a 12-track record released in 2003, coming just un uh, just over 42 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album and the first to feature singer Howard Jones and drummer Justin Foley, who were both previously from the band Blood Has Been Shed. A re-recorded version of Irreversal from Killswitch's debut self-titled album featuring both Howard and Jesse was included on the 2005 special edition release of the record. Uh, the album title comes from the song of the same name. The End of Heartache was nominated for Best Metal Performance at 2004's 47th annual Grammy Awards, but lost to whom, Jomo? Your mother. Motorhead with Whiplash. It has been certified gold. Oh, oh, uh, singles, right. Rose of Sharon, The End of Heartache, and A Bid Farewell. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this record? Uh, so, like, in Aftershock, I think you hear the Meshuggah influence the most, but you still you, you still get Meshuggah influence throughout all the albums. You still get odd time signatures. It opens in 9-4. Uh, when Darkness Falls is, like, you know, you know it mixes in uh, sevens. And so, like, yeah, you, you got uh, odd time signatures and polyrhythms uh, in this th throughout all the Kill Switch albums. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I've, I've always admired them for that. I don't know. I might like this album more than the the first one or not. Okay, so it's like, do I like Howard as a singer more? Howard has a, like a more powerful voice. Uh, songs like "Take This Oath," I think he, I think he might be. Uh, I get a feeling like he's trying too hard or something. So maybe I feel some more from Jesse, but uh, I don't know. They're both good. And also, it must have been hard to be a, a black dude in metal. I remember going to an Opeth show in two thousand two. Uh, at the Worcester Palladium, and I swear there were three white women and zero black people. I swear that uh, <laughs> at the time, at, I swear at the time, metal was was so dominantly white male. So I don't know. Um, maybe Howard has balls of steels for, for uh, you know. I I fucking honor him for that. Uh, what else do I want to say? Yeah, I love a bid farewell. I love Rose of Sharon. Okay, so I'm 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 picky about metal. I like metal is my genre. I would say I would say I'm a metalhead. I never grew out of the metal phase. Uh, but w one thing is, I get headaches from certain guitar tones. And um, so I was I was saying the previous album like chugs the lowest note a lot, uh, and and maybe has some of that like mid scoop that you hear in in some of the Pantera records and some of the Metallica records. Like that that guitar tone can hurt my head. So. I don't know that uh, I think the first two albums have some of that. It kind of hurts my head and I kind of, uh, but um, I, 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 what, what, so what metal sounds do I like more? I kind of go for like the black metal sound a bit more blast beats, speed picking. Uh, so a bit of farewell definitely speaks to my language there. And what else do I want to say? I don't know. Good album. It might be, it, it's, it might be my second favorite of the four and that's it. When I first moved uh, away from home uh, after I was done with basic training and stuff and I was on to the next place, I brought a CD player, player with a portable CD player with one CD, and this is the CD that I brought with me, and I listened to it all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, um, I still prefer Jesse as a singer. 
uh i don't know it's it just it's some i don't know it just kind of like speaks to me more but howard has incredibly powerful vocals and he's i mean he's a great singer he's 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 amazing um this album starts with a bid farewell yeah i was you're right it's probably a nine four i was counting it as threes but it, it immediately starts off in like an odd time or something that's not four four and has this really haunting guitar picking uh you know that the line that he's picking out and then everything comes in it has a great chorus it's a really good opening to this record um yeah, I, I do like this a lot, but it, it's hard. It's like comparing this to the last one. It's tr just comparing two amazing albums. So it's like it doesn't really matter. They're both fucking great. But I, I Alive or Just Breathing is just that like, I don't know. It just it does everything for me. Jomo, what do you think of this record? Dude, are you kidding me? This fucking record was just the most savage fucking record. Not really. Actually, I looking back on it from years ago, I thought like, oh, my God, like Howard Jones is he's the best singer of all time and I don't know Justice Leach is fucking washed up I don't even know why he's fucking why he was even with the band and then I I don't know it just this this record was good and from top to bottom it, it's not a disappointment I remember hearing this shit I was actually in Japan and mm -hmm. it was about the fall of 2005 I was listening to different bands and someone's like oh dude this is a from your area kind of and I was like alright so I found out about Killswitch Engage through this album, and I was like, yo, this is fucking, it's very heavy. Definitely, it feels like it's more metal than it is like that hardcore. I, I, I feel like they lost a little bit uh, of that with coming with Hard Jones and just the style was different. Um, Justin Foley, uh, actually, he's from, I believe, Simsbury, Connecticut, and he went to U-Heart. Very talented drummer, uh, very skilled. Just The dude is definitely more creative than I would say with Adam D in respect to drums. Uh, that's about it. But I, the one thing that, that sticks out the most for me in this record is uh, Howard Jones's baritone voice, man. It's just, it's different. It's, it's more soulful. It's, it, there's more, there's more of that, uh, that, that rich soul to the fucking, to, to the singing portion rather than the, the, the screaming. But looking back on it, you got to think about like how the, the lyrics are kind of boring, except for Rosa Sharon. I think Rosa Sharon was a great song. Other than that, I did find like the end of Heartache was like, <laughs> thinking back about it now, is so fucking emo. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I, I can't, I can't listen to this shit. It's too fucking emo. And I'm pretty sure that was on the Resident Evil fucking um, album. This yeah, we, we, I, I sent the video how they <clears throat> they replaced the screaming with singing and they yep. cut out some of the beginning uh, lines. But it, other than that, it's not a it's not a great it's not their greatest record. But I would say it was fucking it was just a savage fucking record, man. Um, and I did like the the change up with Howard Jones. I just felt that certain tones were just they're a little watered down for me in respect to Killswitch Engage. When I looked up top Killswitch Engage albums, uh, this was listed as one, and Alive or Just Breathing was listed as two. Hmm, of course, that's nice. somebody else's opinion, but yeah. Um, and all the other ones were pretty much kind of towards the end. Speaking, what we were talking about odd times earlier. There's a part. Declaration could be my favorite song in this album, and one of the things I've I've thought about this since I like back in those days when I told you I I, I just would listen to this album all the time. I had like a portable CD player, and I would listen to it at night all the time. Um, declaration there's this one there's a guitar riff playing and the backing guitar hits uh two beats on the down and then two beats on the up and i've always thought about that i still think about it all the time like we haven't even i haven't listened to kill switch in forever but i always think about those two lines because it's those little things that are smart they're intelligent they show people are competent in what they're writing and they don't have to just do everything on a downbeat but it's things that if you didn't tap your foot you probably would never notice uh hayden what do you think of this record i think it was another top record to be fair um everyone has sort of said everything i wanted to say really um but yeah i agree with with joe mo the end of heartache is a depressing mess um <laughs> the lyrics to that makes me want to slash my wrists but okay ooh, ooh, don't, um, do it. <laughs> don't do it man but no yeah it's 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 another top record by them um what i think i noticed from the first two records as well is after each song there's not really much of a delay they just go straight into the next straight into the next song and that's what i kind of like as well um the only song that really sort of confused me a little bit was was world of blaze i think where there was a part in it where the drums were going and you know vocalist was singing and then suddenly like like the guitar would stop then play and then stop and then play it's like like 
stopping at a traffic light or stopping in a traffic jam. Um, but apart from that, yeah, top album. Nice. Yeah, so the, I was talking about the two instrumentals on here. One is called Inhale. It's the let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, fifth song. And then uh, as in uh, And Embers Rise, which is, I don't know, 10 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they're the two uh, like solo guitar pieces. Uh, they're really nice. They're these pretty minute-long things put throughout the album. Uh, and Embers Rise is my favorite one. There's this like haunting thing going over it. It's, I don't know, it's, it's really good. I love the two pieces. I've always liked them. Those are another thing that stuck with me for a long time. Uh, Rose and Sharon is great. One of my favorite verses on the album, like guitar-wise, the, the verses on the album is great. Uh, pre-chorus riff is great as well. It's in three or nine. It's in something that's awkward. Uh, Take This Oath uh, might be my favorite chorus on the record. Uh, great ending to the song, smooth, heavy. Uh, when Darkness Falls, Adam D would say When Darkness Falls is a song about um, Adam, or excuse me, um, Howard uh, falling down while ice skating. So um, anyway, great song. Uh, one of my favorite. At the end, there's this double time speed up that I think is great. Uh, Breathe Life is awesome. Uh, there's a guitar solo in that, which is good. Uh, welcome. We don't get too too many of them here, and I don't think we get any of them on As Daylight Dies. Uh, Hope Is is another amazing song. Uh, it has gang vocals, a great chorus. Uh, it's strong just in general. This song's got, it's it's a great uh, ending song. And then instead of fading it out like some of the other albums do, it just cuts off immediate at the end of the song. Great way to end it. Uh, World of Blaze is another one of my uh, favorite riffs on this record. Uh, drums, in this song specifically, the drums kind of like push guitar and i don't know it's really awesome i i love it uh yeah it, this is a great album uh i i guess uh, yeah uh, the end of heartache is a kind of emo that emo side of metalcore i guess uh i guess i really don't think about i haven't thought about that until jomo and you guys brought it up but yeah it is uh, it's still good though yeah. so I've always hated that original version of, or excuse me, the Resident Evil version of the song. They cut out parts of the beginning and they replace all of his screaming with singing. And there are parts of this that song that require the screaming. He, he says, there's a part where he says, uh, something mirrors my torment. And like, he's screaming that, like he's feeling, you know, like he's tormented. And when he sings it, it just removes the whole point of that part. Uh, so I've never liked that part. And uh, yeah, that version sucks in general. Someone somewhere likes it. If someone likes Chinese democracy, then someone somewhere like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, there's usually some asshole like, who fucking likes Chinese democracy, and I'll find him. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that he's the one who also loved Jomo. that version of the song. What's up? Is it, isn't that secretly Jomo that likes Chinese democracy? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen it on Jomo. You Jomo. take that shit out of your mouth. <laughs> yes, father. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's read some YouTube comments. First person says, this album played on repeat in the CD player of a crappy Ford Ranger for the entire summer of its release, and we were the coolest assholes in bumfuck Ohio. Next person says, this along with Trivium's ascendancy is what got me into heavier music. Next person says, these guys set the standard, labels made some cookie cutters, but these guys remain relevant along with a few other bands. KSE will never die. Uh, next person says, my dad recommended this, and I fucking love it. And lastly, Howard Jones has one of the best voices in metal. It's a shame he had to leave the band. It's probably for the best. So I remember when Howard left Switch and there was all these rumors like he knocked up a porn star. There's all this dumb shit going on immediately. Good for and him. It turned, like, <laughs> well, it, turned, I mean, it turned out he just, you know, I, I know he had depression. Uh, he also, he didn't, he didn't really know exactly, I guess, how to cope with becoming uh, you know, pretty famous. And then uh, at the same time, he has diabetes. And so all this stuff kind of together, he had to roll out. Uh, Phil, what's his name? The guy from All That Remains? I think Phil, the singer. Phil Labani. Phil Switch Engage. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. He he uh, was the replacement singer for a while until they got um, Jesse back. Also, he has he does backup vocals on quite a few of these albums. Yeah. Um, he's actually, yeah. An, he's an asshole in real life, but I got a story for that. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, did I already ask if anybody wants to say anything else about this album? I don't think so. Okay. Let me just drop these uh, album covers sure. in the thing. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Uh, As Daylight Dies is an 11-track record released in 2006, coming in just under 44 minutes long. It's the band's fourth studio album. Uh, As Daylight Dies topped Billboard's rock and hard rock charts and reached number 32 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. My Curse was included as a playable track in the video game Guitar Hero 3, Rock Band, Rock Band 2, and featured on the soundtrack of Burnout Dominator and Burnout Paradise. A special edition of the album was released in 2007, during a cover of Dio's Holy Diver and This Fire, which was the entrance music for professional wrestler CM Punk from 2006 to 2011. The album title comes from the opening song Daylight Dies, uh, and As Daylight Dies has been certified platinum. Singles from this album, My Curse, The Arms of Sorrow, Holy Diver, and This Is Absolution. Uh, Hayden, what do you think of this record? Um, so with this record, am I right in thinking they... they yeah, it was a bit weird. It was a little bit lackluster on the screaming. Um, I think they, yes. I think they dulled it down a little bit and obviously went into you know more vocally and not, not you know screaming at the top of their lungs. Um, obviously, I remember my curse being on um, Guitar Hero. I used to play that nonstop when I was growing up, um, as I, as I think everyone would as well. Um, I think it was already also on Burnout, but yeah, no, it, yeah, it two Burnout games, Burnout, yeah, and Burnout Paradise. So I I remember playing Burnout and just you know rocking out to that. Um, I think that was God. Was that like when was it released? Two thousand six. So I would have been, I would have been twelve at the time. Blimey, Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> yeah, a twelve year old listening to that shit. What? Um, but no. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a weird album. I think they they took a step back from, you know, their their first two albums. I think they were experimenting in a way, but you know, I I I still listened to it. I would still listen to it again. Obviously their their songs do have a lot of meaning still, sort of, you know, like The Arms of Sorrow and Desperate Times and Reject Yourself. But apart from that, yeah, I've not got much more to say apart from what I've already said. So this album always loses me like halfway through. I've tried to listen to it a billion times. I remember this record coming out. I was over in Iraq when it came out. And I hate the cover art of this, but I love the cover art of the special edition. So the top one there is the original one with like the Donnie Darko kind of looking skull thing. And then the Smash Glass is the um, special edition that got released, which I think is great. That's the same skull, I think, that was on the hood of the car uh, before. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this album. I don't. Like, hate it, but I don't love it. Like I said, I'm normally lost on this record halfway through. Two of my favorite songs, which are the which are Holy Diver and This Fire, aren't even on the base uh, record. They were only on the special edition of it. There's still a lot of good choruses in here. There's still a lot of good things going on. The recording quality is still great. Uh, Daylight Dies, I think, is a good uh, opener for this. In, in uh, This Is Absolution, it's my, one of my favorite parts of the album is in the, final chorus, in the final chorus of the song. He says, we will not die this way, but he goes uh, higher like the last time instead of going lower or... He hits a different pitch than he normally does, and I think it stands out, and I think it's awesome. Songs like Arms of Sorrow are ones that do nothing for me. Uh, the song Unbroken starts with this great thrash riff, um, but I don't, I don't know if like most of these songs kind of pull me all the way through. My Curse is an absolute banger of a song. Beautiful uh, intro. The verses, the guitar riff in the verse, one of my top ten from the band ever. I love it. Amazing chorus. Uh, For You also has a great chorus and some great riffs in it. Eye of the Storm, uh, very possibly best chorus on the album. Uh, there's a, a guitar line playing under the singing there, and it's really good. Uh, Break the Silence has a great opening riff, a lot of energy in it. Uh, yeah, Desperate Times was one I think you had brought up. Uh, great build-up towards the end, powerful song. And then, um, oh, and Still Beats Your Name, there's just like the smashing double bass at points that I think is fucking great. Chorus, uh, the verse riff is really, really heavy, and it's one of the better choruses here. But as a whole, this album has never hooked me and i've tried to listen to it many many times I, I don't know what it is it's like when you listen to especially alive or just breathing or the end of heartache everything just seems so seamless right like it's supposed to happen like it's so easily put together it's almost like this is more forced together like okay here here's part a and part b put it together whether it goes there or not i don't know it just doesn't seem to flow as well as the other two so i don't hate it but i'm not in love with it uh, jomo what do you think of this album dude 
I have the same feelings uh, in regards to, you know, how, how you feel about this album. It, the first track is very anticlimactic. It's not, it doesn't feel like Kill Switch. This is Absolution. I love the heaviness of double bass within the verses that fucking just, that, well, it's not within the verse, more like the opening of the track. And it's, mm. it's pretty damn good. Arms of Sorrow is just, oh my God, Howard, just fucking, whatever it is, get over it, dude. We're sorry. Is that, is that the emo song from this yeah. album? Between the arms of sorrow, people affect my bottle. No, just joking. Um, arms of sorrow is so fucking boring, dude. It's it's just it, it, it. Unbroken is trash. My my curse is pretty good. If you're thinking about Bobby Hill, I don't know you. That's my purse. This is my purse. To me, okay, all right. I'm done being trying to be funny. Uh, still beat your name is fucking hilarious. No, it's actually pretty goddamn pretty good. Eye of the Storm is okay, but it's right at Eye of the Storm. And correct me if I'm wrong, that you, you kind of just like, eh, it kind of just like fades in. It just goes, is complete trash. Yeah, to me, the, the best way to... to I, mean, I wouldn't to, call it complete trash, but... It, it's not it's not complete trash. It's just like, it's not that good. And it, it's more becoming like emo... Maybe not not so much screamo metal, but it's coming like metalcore scream bitch, and I don't like it. It, it, it. It's how we're just getting very depressed. It's just not an album that I'm interested in continuing to listen. And it, even one listen is just good enough for me. I can't formulate any other sentences with my brain at this time. But that that's pretty much it. That's all I got. And I was talking about alive or just breathing. I was saying one of the things that I loved about it is like it has so much character and it has so much like. I don't know. It has so much. I don't know. It's just it like the riffs are great. They're really great, and like they go together really well. There's just something about it. like there's a there's some riffs on here where I I'm just like eh, when I hear it, it's like I if I wrote that riff I probably would have just chucked it. Um, I also know you know it's it's not as easy once you're on uh, on a label and you have to get things out. You can't throw at every fucking riff that you might not be in love with. But it's just I don't know. The thing is, it just doesn't like flow for me. I don't know. I I've again I've tried to listen to this at least a dozen times over my lifetime. And I don't know. It's just something. It it doesn't get me there. Rob, what do you think of this? So we're talking about like depression and like yeah. So, so sometimes like and especially when I was in a metalcore band, I felt like depressed listening to like music like this, and like the music was making my depression worse. And then I felt this pressure that I had to like appear metal. So like in lyric writing. Uh, a lot of times we were fucking out of ideas and it was just like, we need more, we need, we need a thesaurus of depressing sounding words so that we can mash words together and sound metal. And it, it just, it, it, it went, it went to, <laughs> it, it went, it went to dark and, and depressing places. But one thing I like about kill switch engage. Um, okay. So Kerry King says that Adam D makes a mockery of metal and he hates him or something. I feel that the comedy of, of Adam D is brilliant and, you know, takes you out of like, I don't think you should take anything too seriously. Like life, you know, you got to laugh while you're alive and comedy belongs everywhere. So you can see videos of uh, Adam D in silly costumes. Uh, if he if he makes an appearance on a, a cover video on YouTube, he's running on a fucking treadmill while he's playing guitar. He's he's a silly guy, and I appreciate the comedy that he he brings into it. Back to this specific album. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I listened to this on the ride to work and like the first four songs I, I didn't like. I assumed this was going to be the album I hated the most. As in like there were riffs that uh, re repeated and, and it's, it's like they took something awkward and then played it over and over and over. And to me, this was weak for, the, for their standards. To me, they always had a million riffs and they always had a million tales and they always had like more, more ideas to mix in to make it fresh. And to, to me, it sounded like they were running out of ideas and clumsily repeating things that shouldn't be repeated. Uh, I don't know. And but you know, tracks five through eight or something, uh, I had a better impression of. They they seemed to, I don't know. So I I, I still think this is my least favorite of the four. But uh, I don't know. It's it's okay. My least favorite of the four. That's it. Um, no, I agree. It's, it's my least favorite of the four as well. But their video for Holy Diver is one of the greatest music videos ever. It's amazing. It has like 40 million views on YouTube. If you guys haven't seen it, you have to watch it. It's great. Oh, yeah. um, also in uh, Holy Diver, uh, so there's, there's almost pretty much no guitar solos in this whole album. Uh, Holy Diver has a 
guitar solo from both of them uh, and they play like one after the other and it's really nice to see their style side by side um, Adam D has for, he almost makes it out of uh, out of the Killswitch career unscathed with with kind of shitty solos there's like one that I don't care about but he they both have done well I've always loved Joel's playing uh, he's a fantastic guitar player and his his uh, playing on Holy Diver is his solo on it is is great but yeah I don't know it's just like it's not a bad album it's just one that I can't, it's hard, very hard for me to get into, and I've tried multiple times. Uh, I remember when this record came out, a bunch of people who I knew um, who listened to it were all about it. They loved it. And I was, I was like, I, I don't know what I'm not seeing that everybody else is seeing here, but, and I still don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's still Kill Switch. Uh, it's not bad. It's just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's my least favorite of the four, though. Uh, let's read some YouTube comments. First person says, you ready for this, Jomo? One of the greatest albums ever released, period. <sighs> Yo, I hope that person gets leukemia. <laughs> Fuck that. Next person says, this got me through a tragic time when my hamster died. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Poor, poor hamster. <laughs> next person says, so fucking good, it's almost too much to handle. Uh, next person, this in Shaped by Fire by As I, Lie Di by As I Lay Dying are the greatest metalcore albums. No. And, and, and finally... Currently living in China and randomly decided to introduce my Chinese woman to Killswitch via this album. She has hurt her neck headbanging. Nice. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <clears throat> well, that made my nice. dick soft. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know uh, what to say about it, but uh, it's it, this album will be for some people and not be for other people. So, is there anything anyone else would like to say about this record? I don't know you. No. That's my purse. Very negative. What's up? You said drama. I said, I don't know you. That's my purse. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to make it no. We're, I'm going to kind of uh, bridge the, the gap here. Uh, in 2009, Killswitch Engage had a second self-titled album. Uh, it's an 11-track record released in 2009, coming in just over 38 minutes long. It's the band's fifth studio album and the final to feature vocalist uh, Howard Jones. It's the artwork. Jomo listened to this the other day, and he said that he thinks it sucks balls. I remember a huge uh, backlash pretty much against this record, and a bunch of people did not write it. I mean, a bunch of people did not like it. And then when I looked at that, the Killswitch albums in order, this was the last one that somebody had put in there. So there's that one, which we didn't listen to. I'm just getting in there. And then uh, we listened to this one which is called Disarm the Descent. Uh, Disarm the Descent is a 12-track record released in 2013, coming in just under 41 minutes long. It's the band's sixth studio album and the first to bring back original singer Jesse Leach since 2002's Alive or Just Breathing after Howard Jones's 2012 departure. Uh, Disarm topped Billboard's rock and hard rock charts and reached number seven on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. Uh, in Due Time was nominated for Best Metal Performance at 2013's 56th Annual Grammy Awards, but lost to whom, Jomo? I'm going to say uh, The Monkees. <laughs> lost to Black Sabbath was God is Dead. We did someone else who also lost to one of the shows that we did previously. Someone else was in this category and they lost. Oh, it's a Dream Theater. Yeah. It was Dream Theater. Yeah, yeah, they lost to uh, Black Sabbath as well. Uh, singles from this album, In Due Time and Always. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say I really think In Due Time could be a perfect song. Uh, it has a fucking banging chorus, awesome guitar playing. It's a powerful song. I love it. I think that the video is funny because the video, it's like they were going to film a music video and all the stuff is there and all the people are there. But it's almost like they're filming the background of the music video. So you do see a little bit of, you know, the stuff they set up, yeah. like all these lights and people playing in front of it. And then a lot of it is like people uh, laughing or putting makeup on or, you know, talking behind the scenes. Um, and it's a great song. I, I love it. I, I think this album is awesome. Uh, this is pro this is so Live or Just Breathing is my favorite. Uh, and then this is up there with um, The End of Heartache with me. I don't, I don't know which one I like more. Jesse's back. I think this album starts off the hell in me right out the gates. It's heavy as hell. Uh, and it's great to hear Jesse again. Um, like I said, he, he is my favorite singer of the two. Oh, and in that song, The Hell in Me, there's points, there's points where he sounds like Maynard Keenan. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but. I swear it happens. Uh, drumming in the in the final chorus is fucking great in that. Uh, the New Awakening is very possibly my favorite song here. Like In Due Time, I think is a perfect song, and I love it. The New Awakening, the riff in the verse is easy top ten uh, riffs ever from the band. I like it even more than that riff from My Curse that I was talking about. Great fucking line. It's it's awesome. It's one of those things when you're listening to something and then you finally hear something like that, like that riff, and you do like a double take because you weren't expecting it. 
uh, there's a song on here, Turning Point. It reminds me of Alive or Just Breathing. Like if it had been written back then, it could have been on that album. Guitar solo on it is pretty good. Um, then there's a song in here, When They Slowed It Down, You Don't Bleed For Me. A nice dynamic in the song. Uh, the Call has a great chorus. Always has a huge chorus. That was also another... Um, there's a video... Okay, yeah, it's a single. Uh, I don't really like the song all that much, but it's done well. And then uh, Tribute to the Fallen, Banger of a Chorus, uh, one of the best of the, uh, on the album. Uh, drums Again. So Drums Again, like I mentioned before, it's almost like they're pulling the guitar along and making it seem faster. And I, I love it. And it's doing it here, too. At least it sounds like it to me. Uh, Jomo, do you want to talk about this first? Dude, I don't have much to say other than I remember hearing the news. Howard broke up with the band. He was going through his shit with uh, diabetes, depression. He went through a lot of shit, man. And I think it's best that, you know, he... He took some time and focused on himself because that's what you need to do when you're going through shit like that, man. And um, putting yourself as second is never a good thing, all right? Uh, so it's always going to be you. You're number one in your life. So those who are listening, just remember your spouse or kids, they're like five or six, okay? So it's you. It's your career. Your career includes like your hobbies and what makes you successful, Number three is whatever that first support person is. So for me, it's my wife. So she's number three. If I'm, she's listening to this, I'm definitely dead. Um, uh, Rob Fortune has the rights to write whatever he wants in my epitaph. Uh, Hayden, nice. you'll, you'll get what's ever in my will for guns. And Zach, oh, hell yeah. Uh, Mr. Jack Falcon gets absolutely nothing. Um, I'm not going to move out over he, to the US. He, he get, he, uh, please come over. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way. Um, <laughs> To, to, to get you over here. Um, there is a GoFundMe for Hayden. The GoFundMe is bring him to America. He's tired of Britain. Um, <laughs> all I have to say, though, about this album, right? The focus is Jesse Leach is back, man. And it, it, the, hell, the hell of me is just like, wow, man. It's a great fucking, uh, great opening track. Be from Beyond the Flames to The Call is just straight, like, segue after great segue after fucking great riff after beautiful tones beautiful fucking drumming and jesse's his vocal range has definitely evolved so this is when i heard this record i was like man this isn't the same fucking jesse leach man this motherfucker's out for blood he's showing that he's still fucking talented that he still has what it takes to be a fucking front man for the one of the greatest uh, metalcore bands and probably one of the greatest bands in the state of massachusetts they're fucking they're they're an awesome band and when he came back to them this gave him hope i saw them i think uh what is it 2016 2017 oh yeah it was after incarnate came out and i saw them while i was still uh doing that job in connecticut which i wanted to fucking murder myself to and just heaviness just heaviness the band never it's like they picked up where they left off when um jesse left the band and i'm just i'm not disappointed not disappointed at all. It's one of the one of the greatest albums, I would say. Alive or Just Breathing has to be my favorite album. It's just full of bangers. It's one of their greatest fucking um one of their greatest albums. But this one is that second, all right. And if I'm gonna rate the rest of the albums, it's gonna be End of Heartache is that third for what we listen to, and then As Daylight Dies is that sad, sad last guy. That's all I have to say. Fucking, I was very impressed with Jesse Lee's re Leach's return, and I think Killswitch is back to where they need to fucking be. So um, Jesse Leach was was playing in other bands. He's, it wasn't like he did Alive or Just Breathing left and just came back with a better voice. He he did Times of Grace, which is Adam D's other band, uh, where he was the singer. And he was saying that Adam D, you know, he does a bunch of. If you've ever watched any of the live things, he does this really low like scream, and it's it's almost hilarious. Uh, and so he was kind of helping um, Jesse work on his voice and get the most out of it, and you know, learn how to do it without. Um, injuring yourself and that kind of stuff. So uh, he was doing a bunch of stuff in between then and now he's practiced, you know, that, that's a big thing of uh, it wasn't just like he left and now he came back and he's better. So yeah, he was doing that. The times of grace thing. They're actually about to put out a new CD. They put one out in like 2007 or something. And now there's going to be one coming out, I believe this year um, bands. Okay. It has uh, Adam D and Jesse and some other people. Uh, Joel, I know, was the guitar player with them when they toured and stuff. But anyway, yeah. So you know, he's working at it and he's getting better. And the big thing is not blowing your voice out. You know, it's you're being on tour is hectic. You're away from family. You're probably not always eating right. You're probably staying up too late. You're probably drinking too much. Um, so you have, you know, something's got to give at some point. So you got to take care of it. And you know, you, as the singer, you're going to be pretty much the one who, the weakest link in the fact that you're 
instrument is your body and and you know people can play other things as, as long as your hands and arms aren't broken you can play guitar uh but once you're you know once you lose the throat it's it's a, it's a whole uphill battle rob what do you think of this record well, this one actually might be my favorite. I think uh, Jesse, I, I, I feel the most from Jesse. So he's, he's, my, he's probably my favorite. And, um, you know, like this album doesn't hurt my head. If the mid scoop gives me a headache and if some of the lyrics and or guitar riffs make me depressed, this album doesn't make me depressed. Uh, has some more of the black metal sound I like. Uh, the, the guitar tone doesn't hurt my head. Some of the minuses, I think No End in Sight borrows uh, the uh, a vocal melody line from In Due Time. That was another problem I, I had in the metalcore band. Because you, we wrote all of our riffs based on trying to sound as low as possible at all times, pretty much 100% of our riffs were in the same key, which was B uh, at the time. So like we we ended up like it it was nearly impossible to have good variety throughout the entire career. We it was so I I guess uh, that that's one reason I go for black metal stuff is uh, it's uh, or anything that has key changes in it is it's easier to write a variety of vocal melodies and stuff. Another minus for me, there's some new metal-y sounding choruses in, in the album. Uh, not my favorite, but uh, yeah, I, this one might be my favorite of the four. That's it. So there, uh, one one of the songs on here, there was a guitar solo, and I, I, it must, I can't remember which one it was, but the guitar underneath kept playing the verse, and I was hoping it would have gone to something else from, uh, what's the band that we talk about who always changes the stuff underneath that people are soloing? Um, 80s band with uh, uh, King Diamond as a singer. Merciful Fate. Merciful fate. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping it would happen. It happens a lot in Megadeth as well. There's a lot of um, different like um, guitar lines that haven't been used in the song. They're only used uh, for uh, to play underneath the guitar solos, and I love it. And there was one specific thing where it just sounded so stale. Like if they just switched to something else, I think it really would have done a lot for it. Uh, Beyond the Flames is one I don't think I mentioned. There's a there's a pre-chorus riff in that song that I love, uh, and there's this tremolo picking towards the end that gets they stack more on and on, but you can't you can't necessarily pick it out later on, but it's still going on and it's still there uh hayden what do you think of this record it's kind of like what what you guys have said but kill switch engage is finally back after the uh i don't know how to call it as as daylight dies i i do love like the riffing on on this album it's just got that catchy vibe again i did listen to the special edition as well so i don't know if they added a couple more songs into that obviously they did the two sort of live songs at the end for my curse and number days um but yeah no i i, I really enjoyed you know a tribute to the fallen you don't bleed for me no end in sight um so yeah i i do believe that obviously they they learned from their mistake with with as daylight dies and you know they they did crack out a, a, an album that that you you do want to listen to and whilst i was listening to it you know driving to and from work and whilst i was working it's it's got some catchy songs in there it's it's a nice mixture as well so you know some are heavy some are slower down a little bit so it's yeah i'll definitely still be listening to kill switch engage um and i'm interested to see um if they uh, have they have they broken up have they well, they're still going. Oh, they're they, still... They, they're... Ah. I think last year they were. I was looking at who was like the most busy um, artist. Like it was either last year or the year before, touring wise. And Kill Switch Engage was like number three. They played yeah. like 150 shows uh, in like 2019 or something. So, yeah, I mean, they're still. They also put out two albums, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're still together. They also put out an EP with four or five songs on it that all the money went to charity for COVID stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're still, they're still doing it. Also, um, I, I put in, um, the chat, there was somebody who made something called chill switch engage where he plays the kill switch songs on a piano and he made a, you know, a whole album of it and you can go listen to it. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really good. It's really well done. What were you going to say, Jemma? Oh, nothing. I wasn't going to say anything at all. Okay. <laughs> so the special, yeah, the special edition has two extra tracks. Uh, it has blood stains and slave to the machine. And then there's two live songs, which are Numbered Days and My Curse, which are obviously from previous songs, I mean, previous albums. So, um, yeah, one of the things that someone said about the, the second self-titled Kill Switch album is like if they have kind of like, you know, the hardcore stuff and then they have the singing choruses or the catchy melodies or the more radio-friendly bits uh, in that album, they said they kind of, instead of having most of it hardcore and then the song, you know, singing to make this metalcore concoction or whatever makes it up, whatever, 
it was too much on the the radio friendly stuff and they kind of went too soft on the other end I did listen to it. I wasn't in love with it. I don't think it's garbage. Uh, there's there's a bunch of people who commented in the comments on the videos for that album that were like loving it. So, again, someone somewhere loves everything. So just because you know Jumbo doesn't like it doesn't mean no one on earth likes it. Um, but yeah, I, I love this album. I'm surprised how much I liked it. I I what 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 Jumbo? No, no, I just forgot you're an asshole. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I asked my friend who's a big who's big in the Killswitch Engage what his favorite albums were. Uh, and he said, "Disarm the Descent" or "Alive or Just Breathing." And yeah, I, I'm surprised how much I really, really love this one. I haven't, I, I have, I've heard in due time, uh, and I think that's it. I don't think, and I have not heard any of their two newest ones, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh, yeah, they're still there, and uh, you know, they're they're killing it. I think that they were wiped out at a point, and there was the big, you know, th- th- that killed that second Killswitch album. I'm not comparing it in quality to other things, but that's like when I talked about Green Day and I talked about Warning. That's an album that can kill a band. You know, there, there's there's a, a, a version of this universe where Killswitch put out that album and never came back. Uh, so it did happen somewhere, but I was, they came back and, and luckily they're as strong as ever and they're killing it. I know also uh, Adam D had to have back surgery. Oh yeah. So that stuff was was going on too. So there's all this kind of stuff going on. Uh, it's hectic, uh, and I don't know. You know, you lose your way at some point. It's okay. They came back, and, and I'm I'm really happy they came back because I, I do love the band. Not only because you know we're all from the same place, but um, they're just a great band. They're very creative and, and they're great musicians. Um, so let me just talk about. I'm just going to drop this artwork in. I want to talk about the last two albums for like one sentence each, and then we will close up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Incarnate is a 12-track record released in 2016, coming in just under 44 minutes long. It's the band's seventh studio album, and like their previous record, Disarm the Descent, it topped both Billboard's rock and hard rock charts and reached number six on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, which is their highest to date. And then in 2019, we have this one. Uh, Atonement is an 11-track record released in 2019, coming in just over 39 minutes long. It's the band's eighth and currently final studio album. Unleashed was nominated for Best Metal Performance at 2019's 62nd Annual Grammy Awards, but lost to whom, Jomo? Oh, God damn it, Metallica. Let's just see Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> lost to Tool with Tempest. Oh, okay. Uh, and and that's where we end right now with Killswitch. So uh, I loved going back to listen to them. I'm a huge fan. I'm probably going to be blasting them all today as well. Um, but yeah, it was great. Is there anything that anybody else here would like to say before we wrap it up? Um, I, I like that. Uh, how, I like that Howard came back for a song on Atonement. So it's like he's still friends with the guys. Uh, you know, that's cool. Yes. So there's always this thing where you have competition, right? You put two guitar players, you put two singers together, and they're they're going to feel, uh, you know, like they're replaceable or, or they're going to, someone might pick the other one. So they got to do their best. They have to have like an attitude. Uh, it would almost be like, you know, guys know that Reddit wholesome memes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I hate a lot of the wholesome memes, but I, it's, you could pretty much take them. There's a music video. I can't remember the song, but yeah, where they play together and uh, Jesse sings the main song and then Howard comes in to sing with him. And that's almost wholesome meme territory. It's great. It's nice that everyone is still friends. It's nice that they all get along together. Uh, it really is nice because there's a lot of the times, you know, there's bad blood, people leaving people, yeah, whatever, just talking shit or whatever. So it's, it's really nice that they're able to keep that professionalism and friendship between them. Uh, Jomo, what do you want to say? Um, leave your valuables in plain sight. Um, just remember, always trust that um, Adam D is going to produce some great shit, man. And that Western Massachusetts is not dead. That's true. Oh, yeah. I, one last thing. Yeah, I love that uh, uh, Rob had talk, uh, touched on it. I love how Adam D is a showman. He, you know, he's joking. He's I've seen him running around in a cape with Daisy Dukes. Uh, and it's great and i love it and you're right put put comedy everywhere it's funny that one of their you know everyone loves slayer uh and uh you know that's one of their big influences and it's it's almost hilarious that one of his like favorite bands that they've also toured with before and and, that carrie king who's in that band like pretty much vocally openly talks shit about adam d it's almost like an honor at that point yeah uh but yeah i mean carrie king come on bro you can't you say like you can't take him serious because of the cape and the and the daisy dukes oh those guitar solos on rain and blood am i right i that's right i i can't take all his spikes and fucking shitty ass guitar riffing but you know his riffing is great it's the solos that are garbage no his his riffings are mm, a little little out there for me i mean they're they're just a little wild but whatever okay okay that's it okay 
I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to Kill Switch, to be fair. It was, an, it was a new band to me, like I said at the start. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed this week because it's opened my eyes to different different music. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone, Hayden. I mean, fucking whatever. Yeah, sure. All right, I had a brain fart. All right, so if you can, <laughs> if you want to watch some interesting gaming, follow oh, Muse2131. Nice. Um, if you want to see some funny shit, some crazy crap, um, uh, go to Rob Fortune Comics. Um, you can find him on Instagram or on YouTube. Uh, we don't give a fuck about uh, Jack Falcon, so he can go fuck himself. Everyone, thank you for listening. We hope you have a great week and a mediocre life. Well, wait. Who do we have for next week? Let's pick I don't, dun, dun, dun. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out off air. Okay, we're figuring it out off air. Everyone else, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>